Welcome to Books with Abna. On today's episode, I'll be discussing self-publishing in Ghana. Self-publishing is the act of publishing a creative work of art without the use of a publishing house or company. In this case, an author writes a book and completes the entire publishing process themselves, such as editing, designing, and formatting of the book without the aid of the traditional press. On today's show, I have three authors here with me, and I will be talking to them about self-publishing. There's Emma Ofosua, author of I Wish You Courage, Yei Kobna, author of The Usurper's Dream, and Grace Dokas Anand, publisher and author of children's books here in Ghana. So I'll let them say a quick hi so we can get used to their voices. Hi, Gracie. Hello, Abena. Hi, Yei. I feel like I should sound like a hello now. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to start. Um Kabna, let's start with you. Sure. Why self-publishing? Was self-publishing your first option when you decided to publish the Usurper's Dream? Did you try out any traditional <laughs> um routes and it didn't work? Tell us about your self-publishing journey. Okay, so um I think a year before I released the book, I had a friend who was also trying to put out a book. And she was speaking to some Ghanaian publishers. What she found out was, like, it's a matter of them printing the books mm -hmm. and then taking it to the bookstore and just leaving it there. So if it's bought, it's bought. If it's not, then that's up to you. But I had grown up seeing authors going on talk shows, promoting their book. Like, there was a whole experience, you mm -hmm. know. And I wanted that. And I knew if I wanted to go the traditional publishing way, it was either I reach out to publishers outside Ghana, yeah. which more often than not, based on where I am, would be like you know impossible sometimes. Okay. Or I go with the Ghanaian publishers mm -hmm. and not have the experience that I was craving for. Okay. So it was just a matter of what do I want from this? And the only way to get it was to do self-publishing. So you wanted to have this experience, I wanted the experience of owning the journey. Experiencing the journey, like yeah. being a part of the marketing, being a part of, like the book wasn't just supposed to be put out there. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to, like, the reader should want to be a part of the journey to buy the book. Okay. And the only way to do that was to market it, like promote it. Okay. But what the traditional publishers in Ghana were offering was was just we're printing it, we take it to bookstores and if people buy it, they buy it. If they don't, we yeah, don't care. Yeah, which is just like Okay. So you know. your first option was self publishing. Yeah, that was what that was available for me okay. at that time. And that's what you wanted. <laughs> I, I just want to establish the fact did you well, want I, I, this I, I, or not? At, at the point, at the time that I was about to release the book. I thought I wanted it. <laughs> but after a few months of actually, then I realized there's a reason why people write and query for years mm. before they get like publishers. Because it's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a reason why people write like query for years mm -hmm. before they get like a publisher. Yeah. Because it's a Herculean task. Yeah. Wanting that experience. Yeah. Because then, like I think you, when you were reading the self, your editing, yeah, and you need to make editing, sure, design, and make sure you're doing a good job. Because in this case, you are the 
marketer, you're the promoter, you're the mm. publicist. Mm. You have to write emails to people asking them for interviews and sometimes like rejection from mm. media houses. They're like, who are you? <laughs> Can I curse? Cause, like, oh yeah, you can. Yeah. Feel free. They're like, who the mm-hmm. fuck are you? And sometimes <laughs> you send messages, you see the scene and then and it's then, like an ignore, yeah, you yeah. know. But I feel like if you had like a publishing house, you're not privy to these yeah, yeah, rejections. Yeah. You yeah. don't know about it. You don't it, know about you it. Know. So before, I thought, ooh, this would give me the experience. Mm. And then right after, I'm like, yeah, not again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gracie, let's come to you. Did you did you choose this particular option as uh, one that you wanted? Actually, mine was a redirection. Okay. Because I wanted um, a traditional publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at books that I've read growing up, it was very well, you know, written and produced mm-hmm. so i wanted the same experience i remember ra- um, writing a, a, a story and i was so excited i submitted it mm. to a traditional publisher and then i'm telling you right um before i got into church it was a praise night oh my and god and they called that oh hi i'm sorry um your story <laughs> um it's not well you What's know developed Right before I stepped in there, I'm telling you, I was worshipping, but I was crying. It had nothing to do with thanking God. It was a rejection cry, but it was a perfect place, so nobody could yeah. see it. Yo, speaking of rejection, I remember yeah. like I started, I started querying other houses because the book is a, it's a serial book. Mm-hmm. So I started querying publishing houses, and I remember I got a rejection email. It was in three paragraphs. I read the first paragraph. And you read everything? No, I read just the first paragraph. So I think a few days later, I'm just a very recent. So a few days later, I got another, I felt like, oh, maybe the next two paragraphs had something important. So let me go and read it. I kid you not. The minute I opened the email up, another rejection email came and I'm like, okay, yeah, this really isn't for me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so the rejections sometimes, so you can understand why, Certain people would decide to do self-publishing. And if you're lucky, it blows up. And then a traditional publisher reaches out to you. I mean, there's pros and cons. So back to Gracie's story. What happened with that rejection? So um, I'm self-taught. I'm I'm, I'm really self-taught. So I told myself, I think I can do it. In in my before work, I have experience in production, Mm. marketing, Mm. even bringing businesses into Ghana and Nigeria. I was like, okay. I think I can actually recreate this with um, children's books. So I started writing. I mean, the story that was rejected, it took me about six months to get a morale to open back my Mm. my pages Mm. to work. And I developed the story and started the whole process. And it's such an oxymoron that after he wrote his book and he's like, "Um, it's so much work, I would do it any single day. Wow. wow. So that's how come I've even become an indie publisher and yeah. into publishing houses. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have about five or six books that I've published for other people and all they had to do was turn in the story. I actually love the tedious process. You do? Yes, I do. So yeah, that's that's my journey of um, okay. how I landed but with self-publishing. Now let's, let's come to you. Walk us through the journey. She um, likes that. <laughs> yeah, she likes the hardware. Walk us through the process of self-publishing in Ghana, the writing, editing, proofreading, formatting, cover design, publishing, marketing. How hard or easy is it to self-publish here in Ghana? Oh, for me, it was difficult. I, I mean, 
she, 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 <laughs> she enjoys the hard work. She mentioned, she mentioned the hard work part. Yeah. The hard yeah. work part. Because I've seen some self-published books and you read it and you're like, you know, like, you don't want to dunk on their work. Like, even just, you know, for instance, when you go on Amazon, right? Yeah. There's a blurb or a synopsis or whatever yes. they call it or whatever they are supposed to read. And if I'm reading your synopsis and there's a spelling mistake or oh, the God. sentences don't make sense, I'm like, at least show it to a friend yeah. or something, yeah. right? So I think I had to go through, when I was done writing, yes. so I showed it to writing. a friend. Mm-hmm. I showed it to three friends. Two okay. liked it and one was like, fuck is this? Okay. You know, and as human as you are, you always rely on the fuck is this rather than the yes. people who go like, oh, I actually like what you wrote. So after a few months later, I showed it to one history professor. He gave me guidance as to what I'm mm-hmm. supposed to change and all of that. Then after him, then the, you know, every time someone makes a correction, you have to sit back, read, and see if you want to put it there. So I went through about four different editors. Mm-hmm. And still, wow. <laughs> there were some challenges. In the there. End. Yeah, because you know... you. Anytime you pick your, work, there's something that you, you always, have to change yeah. Or so at a point I'm like, you know, right. let me just put it out there. Mm-hmm. So after the editing, then there was a matter of getting, um, what do you call the people who design the cover pages. Yeah, the graphic designers. The graphic designers. Yeah. So there was about three people that I pitched an idea to. So I got like I think three artworks. Okay. And then I selected one. And there was like, uh, I had to draw up a marketing plan. So lucky enough for me, I worked in the media for like okay. 10 years. So I knew it was important to have like a pre-promotion, promotion and post-promotion. Yeah. So we started with the articles and subtle tweets. Would you want to see a book mm-hmm. written by a Confarnoche and all of that? Yeah, I think I saw that. Yes. Yeah, so there was like a pre-promotional plan that was for about three months. Mm-hmm. And then the promotion after the book came last mm-hmm. year, September. Mm-hmm. And it would shock you that you would think, oh, you've done all the promotion. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Like, people don't read in Ghana. That's yeah. what they tell you. <laughs> oh my God. But lucky enough for me, like, you know, you, they always say you're supposed to push your work. Push yes. your work. And with self-publishing, the marketing never stops. You wake up and you're like, nobody has got a book today. Let me do something. Yes. So in January, someone tweeted about the book. January, so that's like about four months after releasing the book. Someone tweeted about the book that he's reading it and he hopes he enjoys it. And that's when it sort of like took off. Blew up. Yeah, and then that's when I started getting like... A know, lot of traction for exactly, the book. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, but how hard or easy? You've not answered that question. I didn't answer the question. How hard or easy because is the question it to self the, the, the answer tells you that it, was not, <laughs> it wasn't easy. Like, it's confusing because it's a, a more of try and error. Because mm-hmm. if you're, for instance, if you're researching best promotional methods... Mm-hmm. You get like about 20 things you're supposed to do. Use bloggers, use this, use blah, 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 blah. But a lot of times you try one, it doesn't work. Or for instance, you have a book talk page, right? Yeah. I come to you the first time, you advertise the book for me, mm-hmm. and I get like 10 buys. I'm like, ooh, it works with Abna. Then I come to Abna again, maybe a second time, and you charge me higher because, you know. Yeah. And then it would surprise you that no one would buy anything from the second promotion. Yeah. Or I would just tweet something and I get like about seven people retweeting it. Mm-hmm. And thank God for now Twitter, you can see the number yeah. of people who've seen it. And before, you know, Vidya will call you and say, oh, we sold out your books. So, you know, and so it's never like a, a one way that you think. Yeah. So you, if you had like a, oh, no, no, no. if you had like a, for instance, like a publishing house, so that's not your business. Mm-hmm. 
you're just booked for promotional yeah. tour. And then you just that's go in easy. for a promotional tour. Oh, please get my book, uh, you know, my new cover. Like, it's yeah. easy. But then every time you're doing something, like if I'm about to craft a tweet, mm-hmm. I show it to about three people who have like marketing backgrounds and be like, do you think this would hit? They're like, you know, so it's, because you're everything. You're everything. You're the, the house, the yeah, publishing you're, house. Yeah, you're everything. And it's not, it, it doesn't even give you time to even decide to write something different because your mind is like focused on getting this one out there, especially when you print the books. Yes. And every time you pass like a, <clears throat> excuse me, you pass like a hallway and you see the number of books that you're like, oh, did I make a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's not easy. It's, but it's satisfying when mm. someone does like actually buys the book, reads it, and then they, I remember the first time I got an email. I was like, oh, shit. Someone who sent you feedback for your oh, book. Shit. Oh, wow. this is what it looks like. Yeah. So, yeah, when you get, like, the reviews, it does warm your heart. Oh, wow. I think there was a time when I first put the book on Amazon, I was like 10,000 something. You know, they show you, like, mm-hmm. the stats. So, this one time, I went, I was like, 3,000. I was like, at 3,000. I was like, ooh, let me screenshot it. And then the next hour, I was down to like 6,000. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there are good moments yeah. and there are bad moments. You just wait and celebrate your wins. Gracie, talk to us. You you are into children's book. Yes. Please let me know how hard or easy is it for you to publish children's book. To write first yeah. and then publish. I mean, when, when you look at a children's book, when you look at the pictures and then the weddings, you're like, oh, come on, this is dirty you know, easy. Let me just get into it. So you start writing and you realize, wait, um, I'm writing for an audience of an age that I'm no yeah. longer, you know, yeah. in the place with. So how do I write to really engage mm. these children? Mm. So writing itself is is some of the difficult parts mm-hmm. because once you pick your audience, the range, then the vocabulary, yeah. you can't be using certain words for early readers for, you know, proficient readers and then teens. So once you get all these technicalities, you know, sometimes it's it's hard to get it because um, I'm, I'm going to use our region. Mm-hmm. Because whenever we, we speak, we speak in broadness. Um, when you put in Google, you know, children's book publishing and everything, you have predominant white content coming mm. out. Mm. And these are different parts of the world. So the systems are different, you know, the techniques and even how the public relates to things are different. Wow. When you check uh, on publishing children's book in Africa or Ghana, it's like everybody, we do have publishers, but it's like a secret. Everybody <laughs> is keeping something. Uh-huh, they get will come and just give you generic English. I'm like, um, okay, so what, what do I do with this? Mm-hmm. After I, I experience this, like, what do I do? So finding content to even guide you into mm. starting children's book publishing in our region can be very difficult. Mm. There's literally um, zero to none. Wow. And so once you start the writing now, I um I had an advantage because I had taught Sunday school for about seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And they always gave me the little tiny people to deal with, <laughs> like the zero to four. The crew that no, you know, nobody's like, okay, go there. So and and I, I chat with them, I talk to them, so I know their mannerism, mm. what makes them girl girl, love the sounds and everything. So when I was doing my book, I put that, you know into consideration and it really helped me so the writing process was a little bit difficult and even as a writer i always say that if you're looking for all the ingredients to start a book you might never get it Mm. so even my first book is a revised edition 
because wow. my technique grew, you know, my <laughs> skills with children going to school, um, reading, it changed. So I had to rewrite, you know, the first book that I published, even with the illustration. And then it, it comes with the editing, the proofreading and yes. everything. And I had Did I, you print here in Ghana? I did print here in Ghana. Okay. I do have like my, my Amazon print and I printed here in Ghana. Okay. So once I, I, I put in the first print, mm-hmm. oh my God, finding a whole bunch of money to print and mm. the strategy mm. of selling was crazy. But I don't know. I had this hope that, you know, I was going to kill it. Did so you I, kill it? I mean, yes, <laughs> I did. Um, so my first book, even raising, like, um, tapping into my own savings to print, yeah. you know, the process of paying individual proofreaders, because yeah. I believe in doing things, you know, if um, people say, you know, self-publishers, you know, your book, just as you said, the mistakes, the synopsis let me, alone let me, can be, let me, you let know. Me. I think Kavna mentioned this. We, as a bookstagrammer, I get a lot of, self-published authors here in Ghana reaching out. Oh, I've written this book. I'd like you to read it and then promote it on your books, Bookstagram page for me. And then I read a book and I'm like, what is going on here? This book shouldn't have been written in the first place. You had no business writing this book because the typos in the book, the mistakes, the research wasn't done. You, you read a book and you realize that, oh my God, this book needs to be pulled off the market immediately. immediately what usually happens is did you get proofreaders did you get people reading it (laughs) like how did all these but they them skip skip all these people i think what usually happens well unlike us where we had to we knew you've done the work but sometimes what happens is you write it and your friends like hey yeah better 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 yeah that's that's (laughs) what usually happens but i think I had a conversation with um, someone who reached out to me that they want to put out a book. And I was like, it's good that you've written it, but don't rush. Mm. Because, I mean, I wrote this book um, pre-pandemic. And it came out, like, so 2019. And it came out last year. So it's like, you know, and always have in mind that people are going to hate it. But are they going to hate it because it's actually very terrible? Or or they're going to hate it because it's like, when someone says we should watch a horror movie, I wouldn't do that even if you put a gun to my head. So am I hating it because of my differences or what I what, what want to read? Yeah. So if you want them to hate it because of their selection of books, then you have to do the work. Mm. You know, because imagine you're some going, some, are you're going somewhere. Some people are not doing the work. Yeah, that's, that's that's people happens. are not doing the work at That's all. what happens. And I think yesterday I found out um, the issue about musicians in Ghana. And they said the Niger- one Nigerian A&R guy said, you have to be intentional about your craft. And that's very, very important. Where do you want your book to be? If you're 70 years old, do you want to be remembered as one of the Ama Ata Edus or just somebody who was taking something off their oh, bucket wow. list? Yeah, yeah, that's very um, important. I understand um, your concern as a book person, as a reader, and mm-hmm. as a book content person. But I disagree with you a, a, a little bit when you said this book should never be written or should it be on the shelf? It shouldn't be no, on I, the market. I, I actually think that, look, I actually think that it should be on the market and it should be written, even with the mistakes. Wow. So, 
um, I mean, we are talking of the first book being written somewhere in the 19, you know, 1960s, even with an, um, a Dutch translation to English and everything, or Fanti. You know, from that time to now, I always ask, where is the industry? So there's nothing for most people to look up to in the first place. They just want to write. They are writing. The mistake is we are seeing it from a professional level. Because, but, you see, listen. writing and putting a book out there should be viewed with a professional I'm saying, eye. I'm saying you are that... Not looking at it... You are, you are comparing it to the Nigerian press, the oh, Nigerian sorry. self. You are comparing it to other countries and their self-publishing industry. Because they are established, and mind you, they all went through processes. Can I, I think that's one thing that... Wait, wait, no, wait. Let, let wait, me just let, finish I think we should, this. We should, we should, we should get a mess. Whilst we settle down with this, let's get a mess. No, let me just end because, you see, that's, um, that's what happens. A, I always say that ABCD has been the longest book. And when you go on Amazon and you type ABCD book, you have a bazillion of it popping up. And it's just ABCD. So this is it. This is why we have system nouns that you can see a book and say, hi, this book is not good. Work on it. Once we just put, put a cap to this book should never be on the market, you are already discouraging people okay. from putting books um, on the market. Gracie, I'll come back to you. Hi, Emma. Hi. How are you? I'm well. So did you choose to self-publish or the system just forced you to self-publish? <laughs> I think it's a fine mix of both. Uh, it's it's really a fine mix of both, but when I set out to write, I, I think the first thought that came to mind was you would have to self-publish this. Wow. I didn't even consider traditional publishing because one, no one had seen me put out any work, even though I had been in the poetry space for over a decade. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done any, I had all, only been in the back training, hosting events, but not really standing out as a poet. So no one had seen my work before. So then going traditional, you would have to prove yourself. And I didn't even have a portfolio to show for. Mm. Um, so immediately when I decided to put out a book, I was like, okay, the first thing is to step out take take a risk on myself and then um, maybe other people would see that there is something here to work How with. hard or easy was it for you to self-publish? I mean, going through the whole process. <laughs> on a scale I, I of one to ten. Okay, let, let's put it on, let's put on a scale. On a scale of one to ten. How hard or easy? With five being the middle point. Oh, it's okay. I think when people ask me a question of hard or easy, I go, you assume I see easy because the way I see things, <laughs> I, I only see one option and it is go all out to do whatever it takes to. That's how I approach everything in life, really. Mm. So I don't really look for, is this easy? At most, if you put two options before me, chances are I'll lean towards the hardest option. Okay. It's just the way I'm wired. Some of you enjoy the hard work. <laughs> it's, it's, it kind of is just the way I'm wired. But I think on a scale... It, it got complicated. So I'll put it on, a, on an eight because then oh. it got difficult when I had to look for printers. Mm. Um, for me... print here in Ghana? Yes, I did print here in Ghana. I you lost... You're already talking about costs and you want us to go and hold print on. somewhere. <laughs> I, lost, I lost a huge chunk to a printer who thought he was doing me a favor and he had still given me the cost. And at the day of launching, mm. I think about 35 minutes to the, me being... I was actually on stage... 
started with a book launch before my books arrived. Wow. And when it hit, I, I kid you not, that was, a, and, and that day, <laughs> it was it was the wildest craziest. I think it, it put me in a shock. So when I finished, I stayed off events and anything with a book for nah. about a month or two because I was you, literally traumatized with the experience. You still had not shaken off the experience. Yeah, it, it, it was that bad. And then about half, 60% of the copies he brought were trash. Wait. Oh, my I mean, by trash, what do you mean? It couldn't be sold. Either it had bled, the print had bled mm, into mm, the pages. Mm, mm, mm. Um, some were very faint. I, I think, so the, the samples he brought me that I used for the pre, pre-sale okay. were digital prints. Oh. And that was the premise on which I issued, okay, the print X more number of copies. And then he went like, okay, with X number of copies, I'll try to push for digital, but if it doesn't work, I know a good sort of source that does good um, d- offsetting. So he will do that. And I'm like, I just hope it will come out the same quality. He's like, oh, it's even better quality. What, what, he what? assured like, you. Yo, Assurance. Like, if you were there, <laughs> he, he could have sold anything to you. <laughs> and then I, I actually borrowed money to pay the amount because at the time I didn't have it. Mm. And when he said he needed a certain amount before he could print, I was like, okay. And they never give you your money back. Okay, but hold and on. Until date, I returned the copies that were ruined. And, you've not received and he your said he'll print back. it back. He gave me one story after that. I'm like, you know what? I don't have energy for this exchange. Aww. So I raised money and went to print at a different and place. place. And his challenge was because I had done all the processes and there was not much to make mm. from just printing for me. Mm. I had had someone design, I'd had someone proof read edit typeset everything was done okay you know so it, it was an eight I challenge think the, i think this question will be it will be a hard one how much did you spend mm. all of you should give me a rough <laughs> a rough figure i want to know how much we all want to know how much it how no. expensive is it? no just give me a figure don't explain i'm not asking <laughs> you to explain no, i'm the, asking you to just give me a figure, figure. no no the figure, the figure no put everything usually... let's just say how much how much did you spend on printing alone? On give me a figure. Basically, no. <laughs> give me a figure. Um, I, I don't hear stories. I've been very fortunate. No, no, no I'm just saying that I've been very fortunate. Day. I think my last print was about 60,000 CDs. What? Oh, yeah. take your time. <laughs> that guy almost yeah. had his you know, blood pressure went you know, out. Had it, had <laughs> Emma, how much? <laughs> yeah, what I, did I, you print? <laughs> <laughs> Five thousand books. Okay. Okay. Hold on. You should give the figure. You are allowed to give a figure. Emma, how much do you spend on printing? Just printing alone. Um, a, Yo. A, a little, a, a little short of twenty k. Yeah, between twenty k. Twenty k. Yeah. Like that's you put your, you're, you're talking about. Wait, are you talking about Ghana cities? Because Ghana cities. Yeah. I don't understand. No, but see, you, you realize. Kanda, no, you've not mentioned no. that Just mention your amount. Fifteen k. Fifteen k. That's why I was shocked when she says sixty. Right? Because the reason How many why copies I, did you print? I printed thousands. So it was more than 15K. Okay. It was more than 15K. You but you know what happens is they'll give you an amount and then they start coming back. Oh, so when we went to do this, blah, 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 blah. So, so the initial amount was 15K. So I just did like 18 there about. Okay. But the reason why I was shocked when you said 60K because I knew the number you printed more than 1,000 books. Yeah, she printed mm. more than 1,000. And from last year, right? Let's just say I've sold like 600 books and I've left like 400 in my house. Every time I pass it, I'm like, dear How? Lord Jesus. <laughs> what what you are know, you doing here? And I'm what like, you know, you always take money from somewhere to print the books. Yeah. And you printed 5,000. I, I actually so, know about... So hold on, let's, let's just hey, let see 14,000 books hold printed. On, hold on, mm. She's a publisher. 
Um, 20k. Yeah. And and with that, so it was slightly above that because the kind of paper I wanted to use, the printers who were finally going to print for me did not have. So I actually had to go and source for my paper and buy for my paper and bring it for them to print for me. So that was, I mean, you could easily... Who wants something... Sets. So I mean, like I, I set the stage by saying it's it's all out for me. Like yeah, I go the so whole year. I, I want us to add the figures here. So that's like twenty k, just sixty k, and then eighteen of. So just let's run it out. Twenty k. So if that's like how, how much? Hundred 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 thousand Ghana CDs right now in the publishing just printing. Is that what we are talking about, roughly? Between yeah. the three of us. Yes, between the three of us. Yeah, that's yeah. about yeah. how much. Roughly, that's about how yeah. much. You're not even thinking about promotion costs here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not, not even talking about. We're not talking about the other and parts. Just there. Nothing. Just the print. Just not, print. No editing. Well, no types. So, nothing. Um, I think the universe has a way of bringing people together. <laughs> so she prints five thousand no, no. and she's a publishing no. house. I would. Send you an email. And I, I, do, I do indie. <laughs> I do indie she, publishing here. Publisher, so yeah. we we'll, we'll come those back. Are my personal books. These numbers are books. Listen, my when she said books, when she mentioned not other amount. people's books. Hi. So, okay. um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That I've been quite fortunate in the children's so, Emma, okay. field. Okay. Yes. Be, before we go to this question, that I've there's a widespread belief that self-publishing is a terrible, terrible idea for people looking to write seriously. It reduces the quality of your work whilst the traditional press helps you um, hone and refine your skills. Therefore, if you choose to self-publish, you're choosing to stay (laughs) below a certain line. Based on your experience as a self-published author, would you agree or disagree with this particular assertion? What do you make of this assertion? It's like saying... If a musician is not signed to a record label, they have no business putting out music. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, a section of some of the top books that we've read, they were hits in the self-publishing industry before they came. Um, this publishing house bought it. Um, I read the story of the lady who wrote um, this um, sexual book. Um, the sex life, so. the sex life. No, the soundtrack, Love Me Like You Do. Um, okay. Don't worry, we'll come to you. Tell us a story. <laughs> oh, Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, it was a big hit in the self-publishing world before it, it came was, down to you the know, traditional. And recently, that lady who went viral on TikTok with uh, a book she wrote on magicians. Um, we'll you, know, you know the book I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, I know the book that you're, yeah. you're talking so, about. I do get that there are some people in the industry who push out poor quality mm-hmm. when it comes to self-publishing. Mm-hmm. But there are others yeah. who are very um, particular about what they are putting mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. because it's your art. Yeah, It's your art that you're creating and you want people to have an experience from it in as much as you would have printers messing you up and all of that. What you can control, you do it. Yeah, You know? So I would not agree that it limits... If I'm not getting a publisher, do I have to wait 20 years mm-hmm. before I put out my first book? Because okay. if you if you go on Twitter, people have said, oh, I've been querying for like 10 years and like you're still sitting I actually down. have a story, but let me... I, I really want to hear Gracie and Emma's mm. thoughts on this assertion. Gracie, what do you think? Um, this this um, 
um, comment. I think it should stay in the Victoria era. <laughs> um, it shouldn't be passed on to this generation because it did work for, you know, um, a certain era, but it's, it's, it's a new dispensation. Mm. And back then, having access to the part of publishing was very difficult. So whenever a self-published book comes out, you always roll your eyes. You know, we've already touched on that. But it's now. We have access to the same printers, the same, you know, top-tier graphic designers, the same illustrators, you know. So you can do it yourself and still put out um, quality higher quality work. book. And also, I, I'm, I'm imagining a traditional printing house with some old woman sitting in her mm. office this like me. like. I'm exciting. <laughs> I like, you know, the flow. So I, I saw your book on the World Cup when the, the children were, yes. when the Black Stars were playing and you actually did a coloring book for the Black yes, Star the players. Black Star. That was like so on point and at a time that was needed. And if it was traditional press, oh, it wouldn't would have. Not yes, it would have been a story. It would have been a story that would have come out like yeah. 10, 10 years after you wanted it to come exactly. out. You see, it was so timely. Which I really appreciate because around that time, Black Stars, they were playing. Yeah. The children were excited about the oh, Black they, Stars. I, I realized most of the parents were coloring the books. Yeah. So <laughs> I have to tell you that it's your book. It's not for your mother. Do not allow her to color so it. So that's something yeah. traditional press will not allow but, you to do. But also, it's the restrictions of mm. a traditional printing mm. house. Mm. You mm. know, back then, with freedom of speech and expression and everything, traditional publishers can take your story from the earth and take it to space mm. and you as a creative you didn't want that so now that we have self-publishing and indie publishing you can put out your own story narrated in your own voice or how you mm. want your story mm. to be so i think yeah we should keep this you know um, commitment yes mm. Mm. Emma definitely retweeting what everybody has said. And again, <laughs> even hashtag. It, it, yeah, hashtag retweet. So with with mine, it's poetry. Yeah, pick literary agent, and out of ten, two probably will be those who will be focusing on poetry. poetry. Now, what are the odds or the chances that you would be picked to have a literary agent representing mm. you who is focused on poetry? Mm. Even in those who represent poets, they have a, seg a certain caliber of content around poetry that they, they would take. So really, you'll be shooting yourself in the foot if you're sitting waiting for traditional publishing before you step out to put out a book. For me, it's more of take a chance on yourself, step out there, mm. put out the top quality that you would expect do all the work so that when traditional publishing picks up your work, I definitely hope that someday a traditional public I would have at least one book traditionally published. But when that is done, I would have understood the process. Yeah. I would be in a better position to maybe fit in that space. So I, it's it's a necessary thing, but it doesn't really do much if you are willing to put in the work and put out quality work wow. for yourself. Wow. So I know, I have a story. <laughs> I just want to say this before you, um, this is a self-publishing guest panel, mm -hmm. so you need to set the scene very well because, I mean, you know, we are sort of like your agent. <laughs> so if you tell the story, you don't tell it very well. You, you are the I reason know. why self-published. <laughs> yes, yes, race. yes. So, yeah. so I have a, I have a no. story that I don't share. Oh, no, please. <laughs> so Kennedy Ryan, I don't know if mm. you, you've seen this book. Um, Let's. I've forgotten the title of the book. It's very popular on Bookstagram now. Very popular on um, Book Talk as well. Very popular on Book Twitter. 
but she, she I, I had her interview one time. And she said she wrote that book 15 years ago. Ooh. And 15 years ago, it's not that it's getting That's published right, right. by traditional press and getting the traction that the book needs. Mm. She already put it out? Oh, she put it out on a different platform. Okay. I, I should think so. I'm not too sure. But Kennedy was actually letting us understand that she's been indie publishing or self-publishing mm. for yeah. a while before traditional press got an idea yeah. that she's selling on digital press and everything yeah. way better than the traditional press. Mm. And it's not that she's being recognized by traditional press. So I think that if the quality of your work is there, mm. And the traditional, and th there's a story of um, Questions for Ada, mm. the poetry collection yes, that was, yeah. it was self-published and later picked up by the traditional press. Yes. So if you put in the work, quality of your work, and I have seen some books that have been published by Ghanaian authors that are so good, and yes. I would love to see them on the traditional press level. However, they are not getting there, and I know it would take some time. But I have also seen some books that really, really made my skin like it, oh. it just, I just couldn't stand it. I I couldn't get past ten pages of the mm. book because I told myself no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So yeah, I mean, thank you all for doing the job and for knowing that if you put in the work, it would pay off at a point, and that if you do quality work, I mean, I'm I'm so happy when you say it gives you some satisfaction, it gives you a sense of. Oh, so when somebody emails you or some, when somebody reaches out to you, oh, it yeah. is really, really nice. Like, okay, but I, really I personally think that um, book um, being a, a self indie um, and a self publisher indie writer, you have to have a little bit of a, uh, a bipolar in a good sense personality or a dual personality. Because I do have that dual personality to keep me going, especially in our region, or you really lose yourself. There are days that you have to get up and hype yourself. Like, hey, you can do I know, it. The rejection you are seeing, is the yes, it's not then, selling as much. Yeah, and then there are days yeah. that it's, it's the happy, so, fulfilling moment. My next question is actually: In Ghana, there are no traditional publishers here. Let's not lie to ourselves. Let's no, not. There are a few. Let me. Ninety-five percent of our books here are textbooks or um, yes. religious books. In Ghana, we have the writers. And there are the readers. But you realize that there's a gap in the middle. There's this certain break in the flow. You realize that the publishing industry that is supposed to connect the readers to the writers mm -hmm. or the writers to the reader is not there. The system is broken. Currently, as I said, 95% of the books that we are printing here is text yes. and religious books. And there has the, the, there's been a certain steady decline in the publishing of literary work. Um, how do we fix this broken system? Because I know that if there were publishers here, let's just take Nigeria, for example. There's Widya, there's Narrative, there's, there's Parisia, there's, there's Farafina. There are so wow. many. I can mention about six publishing houses in Nigeria. Give me one here in Ghana. No, I think, first of all, we just need to quell the notion that we don't read. Thank mm. you. You know, because yes. anyone who is doing self-publishing will tell you that when you say you want to print your book, will tell you and Ghana form all kind of books yes. and that alone can just for you know so you go like okay let me just print a hundred copies to be saying yeah. or something right mm. but if because there are readers out there it would shock you right yeah. before I published my book I thought nobody read in Ghana I thought it was just me and I remember I had a conversation with one of my mentors and he said if you are reading then somebody else is reading yeah. that's all you need to that's know that's good that's really good that's all you need to know because 
if you pick a book and you read, you should also know that someone else will also read it. Mm-hmm. So just print it. And like um, Emma said, take a chance on yourself. Mm. I mean, if it fails, then you, you can tell the next person, yeah, Ghanaians don't read. So don't do not do this. Mm. Then, the only thing is you can't recycle the paper you used to print mm-hmm. it. So you just give the books out for free. But first of all, we need to just change that notion that Ghanaians don't read. Yeah. And I feel like the reading community, it's big, right? And if the authors are taking a chance on themselves, I think some established ones should also take a chance and say, you know what, let me, like how um, Gracie. Gracie is doing now, started her own publishing Indian house. Publishing. I think someone should say, okay, you know what, let me just partner with Gracie and let's just start with maybe two people and we go all out, we do the massive promotion because if we see that it's working, a lot more people will yeah. tap in and start doing yeah, it. You know, the problem is in Ghana, people are afraid. People are it's just afraid. They are afraid to step it's, it's outside. It's our culture. Because yeah. 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 for instance, um, when I used to be a journalist, I remember mm-hmm. um, there was a time, there was this demonstration that said, um, this Red Friday or something, that everybody should come and let's cook. Match they didn't come. Us. And then there was another time they said um, network operators were being shady with our money so nobody should use their phones on one friday mm-hmm. i was on my phone like well, that's your problem you get it but you need to understand that if it's affecting abna it would definitely affect me too yeah you know i say it's like was it you that said people are gatekeeping mm-hmm. i said it it's, we get yeah. in this Ghana. we are always gatekeeping it, no. it doesn't help anybody in the long run because if i prosper i can make it easier yeah. for the next person because I believe that you going through all these hardships, if somebody in the secondary school comes to you and says, oh, I want to write, how yes. you, you can yeah. tell them, okay, you know what, don't do it this way because I did it and it was hard work for mm, me, mm. you know. And so we should just be open, open to partnership. I honestly didn't even know about networking until like mm. I put the book out Then I had to go and say, Oh hi, it's nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, so it's all part of it. Network, like talk to more people and it will surprise you that there are people who want to, you know to go on the same yeah. journey with you. Yeah. Gracie, yeah, you I are would, the publisher. So I would I would publisher. also <laughs> say that um yes, I he said exactly what I was thinking about when you, you asked the question reading. We do not have a reading culture. It hurts me so much that we do. We in on a larger scale, on a larger scale, people mm-hmm. only read Abina because they go to school, they speak English, and then they said they should read the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. But taking, just as he said, we only have textbooks in school. Have you ever been to children's library? I always tell um, writers or authors to always visit children's schools and look at the library. Mm. Predominantly, 98% of the books on the shelves are uh, White books. Yeah. And then even the children, they have to force them. So you go to the library, you see mixed race kids, white kids reading. And then the Ghanaian kid is, you know, they're chit-chatting away also because I read um, ICT. Why do I now have to go and Mm. read a book about a guy and, um, you know, his dog? So we need to (laughs) actually solve this problem. We need the the parents. We need the bias. We need individuals to actually start. Because children are the plain counter we can work on the more we give them books to read before they get to our age we are not forcing them to read so now if we have about 
about you know 200 Ghanaians reading okay, 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 let me try 200 Ghanaians reading I mean, if you publish a book that's a possibility of 200 Ghanaians buying mm. 200,000 Ghanaians mm. buying your book but we won't buy it because at the early age nobody reads and also we only believe in technical education not critical thinking and mm. reading outside of the classroom so therefore every traditional publisher you go is publishing um um, one plus so called, one. So called yes. traditional publisher here in Ghana is publishing ABCD devotionals, how to get fat, how to get skinny, how to every day they say it's just about book, um, um, about school work. Yeah, so this yeah, is something yeah. that we have to change. The that industry, with that critical industry, thinking, yes, that particular industry is what is profitable here in Ghana, yes, and we forget that when we look solely at that industry that we think is profitable, we are in a way honoring our writers because we are not giving them the opportunity to bring their work out into the system. So, And you know from my book fair, you can clearly tell that parents are Shasta, don't worry. Shasta, parents, we'll come there. Parents are craving for books. We'll, we'll they are no there. writers. They are no writers. They are no writers. No, I think they are writers. Problem Hi. is, we are not publishing. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the problem, the, I keep saying that, Ghana, we have writers. So when you move in the writing space and you move in the reading space, I I belong. I, do, I don't want to say I belong to both communities, but I belong to the reading I'm community. Not, do you also think um, no. it's our uh, names? Which names? <laughs> no, because I, I don't know if any of you have ever heard this, that if you, well, so my name is Anthony Jackson, right? But when I was going to write a book about Ghanaian history, I decided to use the UAE Covenant. Do you know if it, some of the things I heard? Why don't you use Anthony Jackson? It would be easier for people to buy the book because they know, or they'll think it's a, someone who is not Ghanaian. <laughs> You know, so I think sometimes too, we think we don't. It's not. It's not. It's, it's, this industry is not even funny. Emma, let, let me hear what your thoughts. You so, know. how do we fix this gap? The gap between the reader and the writer. How do we bring more of the work out there? How do we, how how do we get the publishing industry doing what they're supposed to be doing instead of focusing on religious and textbooks only? I feel like you push your form a corporation and start build your own publishing house. <laughs> and, and and that's exactly what I, I think that for me, when I think about wanting to read a book, and there's a quote that says if, if there's a book you want to read but can't find it, right. So if there's an industry you want to see established but cannot see it happening, establish, establish it. That has been my mindset. Mm. It's a mm. long mm. journey. Mm. It's a long road. Mm. It's one that requires a lot of patience, yeah. a lot of studying and understanding what you're getting yourself wow. into. Because half the time, we jump into things because it's in vogue, because it's what the conversations mm. are leaning towards. And then you find that starting a business is not child's play. It's not. The, the processes, the, the systems required to have a successful, standing, sustainable organization that can run long term, not just I have a three-year stint with this publishing thing and then I'm done in five years. Mm. It, it's a lot of work that needs to go into it. So yes, let's dream, let's be ambitious about wanting to set up the industries, but let's have people who are students of the career, yeah. students of the path, yeah. and doing the work. So mm. if I am towing the path of self-publishing and I'm putting in quality for myself and I'm doing all the research that it takes to understand what marketing a book looks like and I'm able to break into 
into international markets still on the back of independent understanding. Then when I set up a publishing company and I tell you that I can do this for you, chances are I can because I've been there. I can't take you to a place I've never been. Thank you. Thank you so much. This particular (laughs) quote you just said, there's Udia Books. It's Udia Books. It's it's owned by... um, Lola, no, so this is actually a um, Nigerian publisher. It's owned by Lola Shonin, who has written and published The Secret Lives of Baba Sege's Wives. Mm. She's been there. She's done the work. She's been on that path. She can lead you through it because she has, she's done it herself. So, as you said, it's easy for you to take somebody on a journey that you have been on yourself. Yes. Good. Yeah. So indie publishers, please, can we get a lot, a lot more of indie publishers here in Ghana doing the work? Because we still, we still aren't getting, and I know that there are quality books here. But my I next think, question, I think one other thing to throw into having a lot more publishers or individuals publishing. I don't know which one is easy to do, mm-hmm. but the, the the whole thing is also understanding that you will not recoup the money immediately. Mm. So this is not something you can do when you are hungry or when when this is the only thing. Did you get your money back? When when this is the only, like, it's like, I have have this and I want to sell it and I need to make Xbox back to make something to eat. In that case, you will starve and you won't even go on that journey. (laughs) So I think if there's any understanding this process has taught me, it is that this shouldn't be the thing that is your bread and butter Mm, immediately. mm, mm, That way you mm. can wait the process out. That way you can be patient enough to let the process roll itself out. And when... You have uh, like 400 copies and you're like, dear Jesus, and the copies are not moving in two months. You are still fine because you know something else feeds you. So that is something people should keep in mind if ever they are considering doing publishing because... Get get a lot of motivational songs. So... So, you know, you know my favorite go to God is working out. <laughs> um, so my, my question is, if you were given the opportunity yes. to take to pay, <laughs> I didn't If you were yes. given the opportunity to pick the traditional publishing mm. route, would you pick that? Yes. It's it's a, it's a quick yes or no. Yes. Gracie. Yes or no? No. no. Oh, wait. Um, in what region are we talking about? In Ghana, yeah. No. Uh, okay. Oh, no. no, no. I, so, I let's just say, hold on, hold yeah. on. If a traditional so publisher... If, yes, uh, I was hold on. Like, so, let's just put it into two categories. If a traditional publisher should reach out to you in here... Ghana. In Ghana. here. No. No. Gracie? Yeah, no, no, thank you. Emma? I would need to understand. <laughs> I, I can't say an okay. outright yes or no. Do, do, do okay, so for, a, a Western publisher? Yes, for that one. Okay, Gracie? Very big one, very big one. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Emma. Tradition. <laughs> a Western purse. I, I, it, it it comes down to understanding for me. Yeah. Before I jump at anything with a what yes or no. What if the terms no. are terrible? Exactly. No, we have A B C D books <laughs> being done by no, traditional so publishers and it's think... selling fifty thousand copies mm. a year. You have to, you know, in this. If it's Penguin saying that she writes Anna Neba Bina Neba, I'm sorry. No, you see, the, the thing is, for me, most of the things I write comes from a very personal place. Mm. It comes from mostly lived experiences and things I have come to see. Now, when the voice they are requiring me to mm. represent is not something that's authentic yeah, to take, me, it no. may be difficult for me to just yeah, go because I, I want copies you. to sell. Okay. So on that trajectory, for me, it's mm. I still need to understand what I'm getting myself yeah, into. Okay. But hell yes, if the language works and I can still be my authentic self and they are going to push their sales by all means. Yeah, by I mean, all if, if 
they're printing a hundred thousand copies. Then I'll say yes. I don't have okay, to be a fool to sell a hundred thousand copies. Again, That's my fear, struggle. The fear of um, losing your authenticity. Yeah. Ooh, such a big word. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like you said earlier on, right? Um, you you're doing traditional um, in, independent publishing for mm-hmm. a while now. So before the traditional publisher would come, they assume you have your audience, and your yeah. audience knows you for um, a particular style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine was it Osan Osansha? That's how you pronounce yeah, her name. Yeah, With all her deep personal, like you read her poem and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone through it. Like she goes like on your face, like there's a war and all of that. And then they tell you, can you write like what's the name of that um, white poet? Rupi something. Rupi. Yeah, they want you to write like that. Everybody who has been reading, they would automatically be confused. Yeah, they automatically just tap out. Like, okay, yeah. this is not. We, I get the it sometimes. We know. So the, I don't the, think the, the I get it sometimes. So yeah. there's a book. There's an author I really liked, and she moved to a different publishing house, and the, her voice somehow changed, and I was so confused. I was like, no, this particular author would never write like this because she's out, she's loud, she's so big. I mean, she wouldn't stand up. But hey, that's what she the industry is. But um, Kabna, let's start with you. Talk to us about your book. How do we find copies? How do we find you as well? So let's start. Let's start with you. First of all, start with the title of your book, then a summary, how we find copies, and then how we find you. Okay, so The Usurper's Dream is a first of five books on the Hey, wait, wait. I Who know, right? <laughs> Taking a chance of myself. <laughs> Five boys. Yes. No. So um, it's a historical fictional book on the Ashanti Empire, mm-hmm. and you and I know that the Ashanti Empire has yes. like readers a whole lot. So the first book, The Usurper's Dream, um, starts with the beginning of Kwaman that becomes the Ashanti Empire. So it focuses on how Osei two and Okonfanoche come together and start to like you know grow the Kwaman Empire mm-hmm. to. Ashanti Empire. Okay. So the first book came out last year. Mm-hmm. There are still copies available. Yes. 400 of them. Yes. <laughs> I like, I like that you said, yes. So how do we find yeah. copies? So there are copies at Vidya Bookstore mm-hmm. and Usu Bookstore Art Gallery in okay. Lagon. And you can call 0266. See how I've done my days eh? yes. You don't buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> 0266 And we can do deliveries for you okay. as well. Okay. So, nationwide delivery, right? Oh, yes, nationwide. Okay. Oh, and in Kumase, um, there's book, bookmarks. Bookmarks. Book, book, bookmarks in Kumase. Okay. okay. Yeah. Gracie, you are a publisher, so you are taking us in two different directions. You're an author and you're a publisher, so yes. which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I want to do the as the author first. Okay. That's as, what, yeah. as, so, this is as an author. Let's go. Yes. So, graciegracereads.com. Yeah. Um, you would find my books there. I have it stocked in Vidya as well, um, Bibs and Nom Nom, and then I personally, I get a lot of personal requests, so once you reach out to me on Instagram, Gracie Grace Reads, Gracie with an I-E, Grace yeah. and then Reads, um, we can personally have a dispatch um, send you the book. Okay. And also... But you didn't give us, so give us maybe three or four titles of your book. Okay, so, oops, you littered, Tiktok Trees, 21 Bible Affirmations, and hey, let's make a change. Okay. And then, so as a publisher, talk to us. Um, yes, as a publisher, I would come from the route of the um, All African Book Fair, mm-hmm. or also Gracie Grace Reads. I have a personal illustration studio, mm. and then I have a book fair, the All African Book Fair, which comes off on the 20th and 21st May. It's only for African publishers around 
African region. So you you're going that. to have a lot of... I mean, writers should take the opportunity yes, to reach out. Yes. And I mean, if, if you were there last year, you, you can tell that the re- I really so saw... So take the really date again. 20th, 20th and 21st, 21st May. May. Okay. Yes. I reached just out to, to be sure. Date. <laughs> okay. So just to yes. be sure. Okay. So that's about it. Emma... So Talk you can find me on the title of your book first. So the book is titled I Wish You Courage in the Night Season. Mm. And you can find What's the book about? It's a p- collection of poems um spanning a period of a decade and it's um basically talks through the various seasons we go through in life. So it will take you from pitch black through hot tales through Hope Street to mm. Hugging Wisdom. And it's basically walking you through a journey of someone's night season once you can identify with wow. and resonate with as well um it also has in it um, a journal template that you could use to journal if you want to and there are other self-help tools within self-development mm. tools within mm. savings templates and also yeah go for it if you want to save up and publish that's the book to get for your <laughs> like for that. your savings template she literally wishes you courage yeah <laughs> Bro, i i the whole thing is wired and designed to wish you courage along your journey okay. you can find it locally at vidya at haptel.com at um, the airport shell you can also get it at book nook or citrus bookshop or at jesus muse shop on instagram um internationally if you're in nairobi you can get it at cheche bookshop or you can get it from roven heights if you're in um, nigeria or lagos um it's also on amazon so if you'd want it on kindle you can get it if you want hard copy you can order it for off of amazon and um if you dm me on instagram too we can arrange what's the handle um, at Emma Ofosua, E M M A O F O S U A, or at I Wish You Courage. Okay. Um, so I don't both. think you mentioned your social media. Um, so it's Ye Ye Kobina, Y E A Y I K O B I N A. Okay. Gracie, you did right. Yes, I put the Gracie Grace reads. Gracie Grace reads. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for honoring my invitation, Emma, Gracie, and Kwabna to be guests on my podcast to talk about self. No, to talk about (laughs) self-publishing. And this podcast is powered by the Gold Coast Report. You can listen to previous and subsequent episodes. Follow them at the Gold Coast Reports on Instagram and at GCR on Twitter. Also, the team and I just created an IG page. You can interact with us. It's Books with Abna. Alternatively, you can send us an email, reach, reach out, talk to us, interact with us at bookswithabna at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Abra, bro.